0: Thank you. Hey, Gloopo! Oink oink! Too many Twinkies! (laughs) Ha ha! Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan.
1: And I'm Greg. Uh, It's Thursday for recording today.
0: Yeah. It's a little different for us. It is. It's
1: relatively late in the evening.
0: Especially for me. This time last night I was asleep.
1: Yeah, this time most nights I'm asleep. <laughs>
0: it's only 9.30. <laughs> yeah. Well. But That's, it's a weeknight.
1: It's true. I was thinking, oh,
0: man, it's a weeknight.
1: But, I mean, it's not really that long ago that we would be up to much worse at Thursday this time. night was peak. Thursday. That was the best night. Yeah, it was mini Friday, Friday Eve.
0: Yeah, it was like a free Friday because yeah. you go out and party and you're young, and you don't get that hungover. Go You've already had work. a Friday and then you start Friday the next day. Buy a few tops. Yeah, buy some tops. Go to a media lunch. Lupe's. Yeah, Whew. those are the days. We're speaking to a pretty niche audience right now.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much our audience. Well, some some of them. I think we've well,
0: expanded beyond probably the s- media advertising we? industry. Yes. Yeah. I think we've lost most of them. We've got a couple. <laughs> we've got a few still clinging on there. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie
1: Stevens, represent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, point, oh, I've got a meeting no point coming up with him actually. Week,
1: sorry, there you go. See you soon. Explain to him why we're not doing point break
0: for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, on that, someone said it recently on our socials that we haven't done Keanu. We actually haven't done Keanu, have we?
1: Uh, other than our the lost ever tapes, seen a, the lost tapes matrix, yeah, because oh. like
0: we're in the 50s and we haven't done so we probably should. Whoa. Yeah, we need to do it soon. Something, but it's not it, that interesting when we started this podcast. I still am a little bit, but I I get worried. We're going to run out of movies. We haven't done any Keanu movies. Or
1: Kurt Russell. Yeah. Or Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've only done one Stallone, I think. So this podcast is going to go forever, whether you like it or not. Forever. Forever.
1: Speaking of podcasts, we're doing one tonight. Yeah. On Flight of the Navigator. Good segue. Thank
0: you. I've been practicing. (laughs) Flight of the Navigator. Big picture. For some. For some. Not so much when it came out. It was a bit of a flop. Was it? Yeah, 1986. Ooh. You got much to say about that year?
1: Well, kind of. Um, you know, it was a it was a full 365 days. Yeah. what happened. Um, it v- revolved around the sun as it exactly y- once. Once? That's what they say. Mm. As if you're into that whole astronomy thing. <laughs> Astrology. <laughs> Astronomy? Gastronomy? I'm an Aries. Ah, I'm a Uranus. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Getting my things crossed again. My yeah. wires. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 1986. Now, in keeping it in theme with spaceships, uh, it was the year of the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster.
0: Oh, shit. Do you remember that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, January 28, to be specific. Uh The Challenger disintegrated 73 seconds into its takeoff, uh, leading to the death of all seven members uh, of the crew. Um, What was its
0: mission again?
1: I think it was just going for a cruise because there was a civilian on there. Oh, fuck. uh, And she was a teacher,
0: uh, Kristen McAuliffe. Have they done anything like that since, a civilian? I'm not sure. Other than Homer. Other than Homer and Barney. Barney never made it because he had. Oh, yeah. yeah was it even any? I was non alcoholic. <laughs> <tea. laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. He was in such good nick. Yeah. Um, not sure. But she was a teacher. So literally, millions of kids, like students, watched it tuned in um, oh, man. Uh, across America and probably around the world. Um, and well, and just millions of people around yeah. the world in general watched it. Yeah. It's very tragic. It's very, we, we did it at uni. It's a pretty common case study.
0: Interesting. I haven't. I don't know a lot about it, really. Other than just they, pop there was, culture.
1: Yeah. Well, it was due to this thing called an O-ring, which is like a, a sealant type thing, and apparently people knew. Ah, uh, that's was, what
0: happened to the Jamaican bobsled team. It was very
1: similar. Yeah. Slightly higher on the tragedy scale, given the fatalities.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: So, but the 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 uni thing, like the, the business case study thing, is that um, toxic cultures. Uh, so NASA came under fire. Or having a toxic culture around people not being able to – like apparently they knew about the O-rings, but people were like, nah, nah, oh, now, move fast. Oh,
0: I have heard of this. I think maybe – I think I heard something maybe in Freakonomics or something and it w- there was something like um, Japan or Korea or something had the most airline crashes because culturally the co-pilot wouldn't feel comfortable – Telling the other guys doing something. Yeah, wrong. I've read
1: that in freaking a Yeah, it wasn't. I was thinking. on holidays. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it was I'm South flying. Korea. Was Korea. <laughs> I was on holidays in Mexico yeah. and we had a we were just flown there, obviously, and then we were only there a few days and then had another flight. And I was like, I'm not a great flyer on a good day. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm gonna put this down now. I can't read about right. tragedies.
0: Yeah, but that's it's the same thing, right? The culture of not questioning yeah. or yeah. Uh, authority or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And
1: yeah, and, and speed, like just get it done type thing. Fuck. We've got a date. We've got a launch date. We have to hit it. So, yeah, that was a big thing for 86, as um, well our true core demographic may remember.
0: Yeah, and uh, very thematically related. Mm. It's a big year for movies too. We've, yeah. we've done this year quite a bit, so I won't rehash all of them, but let me hit you with a couple of highlights. Top Gun, Crocodile Dundee, which we we're unable to locate. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which we've already covered. Uh, Platoon, that'll be good to do. Cobra, Three Amigos, The Money Pit, Money Pit. Uh, the movie we're doing today didn't, unfortunately, didn't come in the top ten. Not not the top twenty either. Not the top thirty oh, or the top forty.
1: Not even Rick D's.
0: <laughs> oh wow, Rick Dees in the weekly number top 40. forty. No, not even. It's number forty five. Flight of the Navigator. Budget of $9 million, grossed double that, which sounds good, but still only $18 million. Wow. Um, yeah, just scraped into the top 50 for the year, but would go on to become more of a VHS mm. cult hit. Ah. People of our generation, it's it's there. Mm. I don't know anyone specifically that's mm. a diehard fan of this movie, but it's there. Yeah. I think we've all kind of seen it. I'm unclear if totally if I've seen it.
1: I assume you've seen it now. I
0: have seen it now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help us yeah. with the... For the pod. The storytelling. But it was relatively well received critically, 83% went right into mateys. Yeah. Um, for a critic score, audience score, 75%. Interesting. But, yeah, my memory specifically is foggy. I thought I had a memory and then I checked with my sister and she's like, I've never heard of that movie. But I have a few specific things that I believe to be true, which is this is what I w- learned what the word navigator was. I imagine I picked this up at, like based on the cover and navigator sounded like an aggressive word, like a navigator. Yeah. And then I think I must have asked someone, I thought my sister, what's navigator? And it's like, yeah, directions. I was like, oh, fuck, that <laughs> sounds shit. And then I can't remember specifically, but I think I found this incredibly boring. Yeah. Which I can understand even as an adult. But something was gnawing at me as a... As, as, uh, <laughs> There's been lots of things from my youth that I thought I didn't like, but I, that I went on to love, uh-huh. such as peas. Oh yeah. So I thought, could this movie be like peas? Mm. Should I watch it as an adult? Maybe there's more to it. Like peas. Like peas. Which I I won't reveal my verdict on that just yet. I like peas. <laughs> peas are pretty badly good. <laughs> 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 there's
1: oh, a little um, alcohol in this light, light beer. Light beer.
0: <laughs> We're drinking light beer tonight. Yeah just want to feel alive. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm getting a
1: sharp stabbing pain in my abdomen post-triple cheeseburger.
0: Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: So that's much more than I had. Uh, all I've got is i I mean, i probably watched it.
0: Yeah. It, I think it lives in that territory. It just wasn't a you big just one don't for have me. A, Yeah. Hey, how about I get into the origin story of this picture? I was just
1: about to ask. Could you give me an origin story? I'll, I'll give
0: you an origin story. You got it. Uh, this was directed by... Origin,
1: a- not Orange.
0: Oh. Okay. I so tre- just need to refer to it. my yeah, notes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Matt.
2: Origin Story.
0: The citrus... The making of a <laughs> movie
1: is a lot like the eating of an orange.
0: Um, all right. This was directed by a man named Randall Kleiser. Who, not necessarily a household name, but let me tell you what, he's created some household name products. Yeah. Such as Grease. Um, which you may have noticed in the film, the soundtrack gets played. Um, a little little bit of an Easter egg. Ah, uh, that's an Easter egg. Yeah, because also in the opening of this movie, which is technically set in the past, was the year that Grease came out or something? 78? There's some link
1: there, yeah. The, the year that Danny Zuko joined Midwell High.
0: Yeah, and the 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 year that Sandy won her man back by changing everything about herself. Yeah. <laughs> to suit him. <laughs> to suit him. Yeah. <laughs> I recently had that pointed out to me and I was like, "Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's bad." <laughs> and took up smoking.
1: It's called Venice High, not Midwell High. What's that? At the high school they're in.
0: Ah, Venice High. School. Venice High. Oh no, it's Rydell.
1: Rydell High. For all you great heads. Sandy. So Oh
0: shit! Wanted to give that a crack. Sorry, (laughs) came out. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I was.
1: (laughs) Get your hands off me!
0: (laughs) That's my Aussie accent. (laughs) You need to work on it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He also did the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Which is a strange movie.
1: It is strange. That alien in there is a babe. What? (laughs) Oh, wait. it's
0: <laughs> not that. What
1: movie's that? The one with the aliens and they go to the pool with Brian Dennehy. <laughs> I know, man. They're from outer Blue space. Blue Lagoon is
0: like Brooke Shields. Is- yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: having periods and shit. Yeah. Um, it's, we- it's weird.
0: It is weird. How does that movie exist? And there's a sequel. It's, yeah, I this- don't really want to get into
1: that. Okay, we can leave that alone because I, yeah, I don't really want to either. Yeah. But can we go back to <laughs> Brian Dennehy and the old people in the swimming pool? What is
0: that? It's got Steve water. Gutenberg. Guttenberg. Oh, I don't know. I want to watch it. it the big Chill in... or something. Well, how are we... how are these things related? <laughs> 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 they don't sound like they are. <laughs> cocoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so it rhymes. That's the a...
1: <laughs> cocoon and. <laughs> Oh, it just runs. <laughs> uh,
0: well, that's so embarrassing.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, oh, so okay, no okay. okay, okay. That's so, just good. No, the own- Blue Lagoon, Greece. So he does a lot of coming
0: of age. Yeah, and he went on to source. do a few other uh, Disney joints. White Fang. Which another one I hated as a child because they made us watch it at school, but maybe I'd like it. It's got Ethan Hawke. Yeah, and a, and and a wolf. wolf. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like it would be up my alley. Yeah. I saw Ethan Hawke once on the street. He looked very serious. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. I like Ethan, Ethan Hawke. He seems like a cool guy. You yeah. know, he does lots, so many movies, like really indie ones, basically just to get them financed, I think. Yeah, right. By attaching himself to it. And his name is cool. And I think he maybe just gets money in the back end or something. In the back end? Hopefully in the not in back end. Yeah. Here's your 50. <laughs> <laughs> he also did Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah. Not Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, unfortunately. Yeah. But he also did Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which yeah. was the ride. Ah, So a few Disney interesting things. Interesting guy. Yeah, interesting guy. A few Disney things. This Where's was, his head at? Where's his head at? He's a bit all over the place because you got, you got grease on the one hand and you've blown up kids on the other hand. This was a Disney picture too, but yeah. actually didn't start that way. So basically it was funded by a... Uh, a company called a Norwegian company called Viking Film, but they went broke during the production and Disney took over somewhat reluctantly um, because they had just had a massive flop with um, Return to Oz. Was it a Oz sequel? That's so that a wasn't flop? even clear that that was technically, I think box office wise. So they were like, do we really need another sci fi fantasy yeah. thing wow. right now?
1: I thought that was a The Wheelers. That was a flop. That movie is crazy. I love that movie. Return to Oz. I'm very much... I haven't seen it. Can we do it soon? I think you'll like it.
0: Well, we're doing Wizard of Oz probably next week, I think. Yeah. And some Pink Floyd. I'm going to try the Pink Floyd thing. Oh. Anyway, we'll save that. Yes. Um, yeah, they ran out of money. Disney took over. I don't think they were as involved in the creation of it. It was more in the distribution of it. And they had this weird thing going where they shot it both in the US and in Norway for some reason. Uh Well, apparently, the, so all the exterior stuff in Florida is in Florida. But apparently, I don't know if it's like a tax credits thing or there was funds that they could only spend in Norway. Norway So they did the interior stuff there, like a lot of the spaceship shit. But then those funds never came or something. So maybe that's why they went bankrupt. It all seems like a mm. whole lot of nothing.
1: Feels disorganized. It
0: feels disorganized. But the film got it done. Is Randall on, what's, the, what's our guy's name? Randall Kleiser. It, it is Randall? Yeah, it was well done.
1: Randall. Yeah. I thought I might have been thinking of
0: Rydell. You're suggesting Randall didn't have a handle on the situation. Hey, I know how you feel about rhymes. I do like a rhyme.
1: (laughs) Um, So he's on board the whole time?
0: Yeah, he was on board the whole time. I feel like this was his baby. I think it was his idea. I'm not totally sure. That was unclear to me. But uh, in terms of cast... Uh-huh. We had Paul Rubens in there, credited as Paul Maul. I don't know if you noticed that in the credits. I didn't. So this is Pee Wee Herman we're talking about, ah. the voice of uh, Max. Ah. And so that's why he had that ah, laugh. That's a Pee Wee Herman laugh, which is strange because he wasn't supposed to be Pee Wee Herman, but I don't know. But then he it was his choice to be credited as Paul Moore. I think he wanted it to be a surprise or something. It's a little bit, uh, yep. it's a little bit strange. The feature film debit of Sarah Jessica Parker. This movie, I was not expecting to see her. In Carrie
1: Fisher, yeah, for our *Sex and the City*. <laughs> friends,
0: yeah, I was—I did not remember her in this at all. I would have preferred. Apparently, Samantha she doesn't remember <laughs> She was already forty. Yeah, but she
1: would have been sassier. So, are you like eight years older now, or are <laughs> so you twenty, or are you?
0: Oh wait, when he goes back to his present time, is she going to be younger than him? Is that going to? Oh,
1: maybe they got it on.
0: Oh, it's like that weirdness in Big. Yeah, when we do Big, we got to address that. That's weird. Yeah, but there was a precaster there. Chris O'Donnell also auditioned and screen tested for this. There's a clip I'll put on the Instys. But um, interesting. So he nearly had it. But um, Joey Kramer, gosh, darn it. Great crier. He could cry on demand. He kept. He did these great emotional scenes, and he mm-hmm. was good in this. I thought. We'll get more into that. I think. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. He yeah. delivered the, the emotion. I believed him. There's some freaky believable. moments. Like, where the fuck are my parents? Who are you people? Yeah, uh-huh. And then, you know, he walked in on a weird old man in a robe and had an appropriate reaction. Uh-huh. I mean, that's essentially it for the origin story. Yeah. Funnily enough, there's not a ton out there. I thought this was more of a cult hidden would have, like, lots of buried treasures around its origin story, but that's all Show I can us kind us of Show us your treasures. Show us your treasures. How about I play the trailer and then we'll get into the rewatch. Hmm. David, what time did you enter the woods? Around 8 o'clock.
1: Then what happened? Then I reached this cliff. Transmitting in alpha waves with complex frequency patterns in them. I I know I fell. It's
2: 1986, man. Eight years since that night. This is totally rad. I mean, you're my big little brother take a look at this. Where did this come from? From the mind of a 12-year-old boy? He's hurt. He's calling me. His voice keeps calling, saying something over and over and over,
0: but I can't understand very much.
1: I require to complete my mission.
0: I have been sent from Baylon to borrow samples of life from different galaxies for study. On this planet, I chose you. Why me? Why not? Dude. <laughs> Which way is one light I only know what's in your head. You don't know the way from your house to a 7-Eleven. Not a bad trailer. A little <sighs> slow. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it's accurate, trailer. Accurate. Yeah. A little nothing. What what happened in this movie? How would you sum this up?
1: Uh yeah, I'll sum this one up. Uh, following the tragic events mentioned earlier in regard to the space shuttle challenger. Uh, NASA was in damage control. Mm. A generation of children were not going to grow up aspiring to be astronauts. NASA would not be the first choice of Australia's, oh, Australia's, well, I guess Australia's, but primarily US's gifted and brightest.
0: So this is branded content?
1: How do we get everyday American kids to dream of being an astronaut again? Cool Hats. Cool Hats. Compelling piece of cinematic propaganda. Yeah. Police Caps. Now, timings were tight.
0: Because uh, it came out the same year. <laughs> it came
1: out six months afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And budgets were low. NASA just blew up a spaceship. They slap together a B-grade cast and a flimsy storyline about a boy who disappears for eight years and arrives back out of nowhere. Uh, He's taken away by NASA, given a very fetching cap.
0: That hat is fucking great. I was Googling it. I thought someone would be making these things. Can't find it.
1: Yeah, I'm at the buckets these days. So NASA's got these kids. They want to run tests on him. He's scared and confused, as you would be. It's all very relatable. The family's all very real. Um, he's eight years in the future, but he's still the same. Then he gets called back to the sh- giant clam ship. Mm. He gets on that and it spits out of NASA. Yeah. And then they just kind of cruise around because the thing was lost. Yeah. It turns out uh, the boy had been taken away eight years ago to a faraway ga- galaxy, planet Fadon, for testing. Mm. This guy goes around the galaxy testing things. Yeah prodding them yeah with probes yeah uh, and then he'd returned home and they dropped him off eight years later uh, they explained they did this because if they travelled they travelled at the speed of light yeah you can tell me more about this again in a minute <laughs> uh, something like that so yeah. his body couldn't go back in time or something yeah so they cruise around for a bit then Max wait Max is the ship isn't it yeah. what's his name Danny David and they take him back home after bit of nothing cruising around earth and then he says no i don't want to get out here this my family's old and nasa's gonna probe me so i'm gonna take my chances take me back to uh 78
0: yeah take me back take me back to 78
1: so they you know does he make it back of course he does this is nasa baby (laughs) nothing could possibly go wrong
0: It's the first thing that's ever going right. That's right. Um, but did NASA take him back? Well, this is. Or did Max
1: Max, Max took him back? Um, that should
0: be the final twist. Max was working for NASA.
1: Max was a NASA guy. Maybe he was because my whole theory here is kind of flawed, given that he runs away from NASA and he's scared of NASA for the entire movie.
0: Yeah, but they're not like totally evil bad guys. They, you can understand their motivations. Yeah, they weren't this is f- first contact, baby. Yeah. This is important stuff. It's more important than one child.
1: That's right. And those weird little creatures.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you find the rewatch? The creatures were interesting. I was. They were like leftovers from. (laughs) Well, leftovers from. You're going to say from another movie? From like. um, I was going to say from Labyrinth or something. something. But also, they just look like leftovers in terms of just not healthy beings. Mm. I was expecting one to be like.
1: Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they wouldn't be what you'd like, take from a planet.
0: Yeah. you like one of those pugs that looks like it's just shouldn't have been born. Yeah. Yeah. They look like if that. you're
1: on that planet, at least take something half decent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If that's the if that's like the benchmark, I'm surprised it took David. His name was why they David take David. And not take like a puppy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or a slug <laughs> mm. <laughs> compared to the other shit they got. Correct. Um, it's a it's a flaw. It is a floor. There it's, are a a few it's a floors. It's a pothole. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call them because <laughs> they're on the floor. <laughs> it's true. I found the rewatch uh, quite interesting. So there were two attempts. First attempt was immediately after our last recording session, I fell asleep. Yeah. And I thought this did not bode well for the picture. I thought it was going to be boring. And I think I even said to you, yeah, they can't all be winners. We need some that are going to be left in the past. I'm happy for this to be one we burn.
1: And unlike David who wanted to be left in the
0: Yeah, past. and he's like, leave me in the past, don't bring me to the future. Interesting. Yeah, yeah deep. Yeah. yeah um, so maybe it's because I had my expectations significantly lowered after that experience, but I found myself drawn in. Once we got past this silly dog stuff, <laughs> that was a bit random, the Frisbee. Yes, fesh.
1: which, uh, did that mean anything at any point?
0: I've been thinking about that a lot and uh, I do have a little repitch for this movie a bit later where I think I can make that make a bit more sense. Someone said something about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, the only thing I could get from the movie that it is is that he just doesn't, the dog is the closest thing he has to a friend. But the fact that the dog's no good at it, the whole se- they don't need the whole scene for that. I think it's probably also just the excuse for the frisbee being a fake out for the for a UFO. Uh,
2: there are fake three idea. fake outs,
0: Did you know. There's the frisbee, The blimp. What are the th- the blimp and then the water tower? Anyway, um, yeah, I was expecting it to be boring, and at first I was a little bit bored with that the frisbee business, but then I found myself intrigued. Yeah. I was leaning forward. I was like, "Oh, what the fuck!" I I was genuinely a bit lost in a good way of like, "Oh, wait, what the fuck happened?" And about halfway through, it kind of lost its... That, mm. that element was kind of gone, and then it was just like, oh, yeah. I didn't hate the second half, but the first half was actually legitimately... something? Legitimately special. Um, oh, yeah, and to your point, the the time travel elements were pr- uh, on point, like the, the theory of speed of light, slowing down time stuff. There's probably a smarter way to say that. Uh-huh. That's basically the same as... Oh, no, Interstellar is more about gravity and things. But th- these are up there legit theories of Gravity's more time about being relative, relativity or whatever. That's like a thing. So Yes. That, and we did talk about it. We talked about it with Terminator and different time travel theories. Terminator. The Terminator. And so I thought that was quite cool and they didn't make a big deal out of they were it, just it. It's like, like yeah, well, no, he obviously, you know, once you go up to the speed of light, time slows down. That's why it's still eight years old. They're just like, yeah. And I was like, that's a classy move. And I think overall I thought this movie was quite classy. Special mm. effects were classy. Like they found the perfect balance of what was possible at the time, but without going too crazy with it. Mm-hmm. I thought the special effects looked good. Yeah, spaceship looked good. Like this was one of the first CGI. Like the first, I think. Um, uh, Tron was the first first. Oh. And they went
1: all in on Tron. Yeah. And um, this is a bit, as you say, this is a bit more classy, a bit more discreet.
0: And Randall Kleiser's brother worked on Tron and did the spaceship in this. What a family. Yeah. What a family. So they were working with state of the art shit. And it's like CGI almost where the computer, the C in the CGI plays an important but minimal role. They're still manipulating film and like going frame by frame on top of film and all this kind of shit. Mm. They had to fly a guy down a fucking, I don't know, somewhere that had a supercomputer so they could process it all in time because they weren't going to make the date and all this shit. Like, it's pretty cool. And it just looks tight in the end. I like it. I like the steps. Yeah, it looks good. It didn't look that fake at all, I didn't think. Well, you know, that.
1: Yeah, maybe they'd seen some things to give them the idea.
0: Ooh, oh, is this the conspiracy theory? I don't have one. But well, it, anyway, well, how was your rewatch? Dan Aykroyd might have a... Oh, mask. yeah. I saw them. One of the aliens smiled at me.
1: And they were menacing. <laughs> uh, my rewatch. Thanks for asking. Um, uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. In that I was first started watching, I was like, oh, let's be slow. and I was like, oh, hang on. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think the golden thread that ran through all that was that I didn't really love it, but I respected it. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, this is I can get why this was a thing for people.
0: Yeah. I reckon there was probably a moment, I'm guessing like minutes ten to twenty-five, where I'm like, this is this is a is this a great movie? And I didn't know. Mm. And then it wasn't. Slip back. But it was almost because even just the aesthetic of it, that eighties computerness dark. and all that. Like in a world where Stranger Things is everyone's fucking ridiculously obsessed with that. Like this is this is the actual yeah. 80s. Yeah. Hitting all those notes and it's all like, oh, that feels good. Um, but then it kind of, yeah.
1: I was, yeah, I was watching it thinking, oh, I bet I've seen so many references to this movie in film.
0: Yeah. and Well, they say, but I, well, I don't know if they say. Who's they? there's The, so,
1: the Kleisers? The I Kleis, Kleis if, brothers?
0: Yeah, the Kleis brothers. I wonder if they did more together, the Kleist Brothers. I think it's a good branding move.
1: Mm. Well worked for the the brothers formerly known as <laughs> I
0: was gonna, was gonna say the Wachowski's. Yes. Yeah. The Farrelly brothers, Cohen Brothers. Cohen Brothers. Mario Brothers. Brothers Grimm. Hemsworth Brothers. The Daddos. Five. What happened to the Daddos? They're still around. The Dattos are uh, for the 30%. The Daddos are like our Baldwins.
1: Uh, they would know the Daddos.
0: They wouldn't? Oh, one of them, oh, was one them was in Central Park West. One of them, no, them lived in LA Models for a Inc. number of years. One of them. One of those. He was in one of them. And maybe Models Inc. But yeah, they were like the Baldwins in that like there's one good looking famous one and then the rest are like, you know in multiplicity the copy of a copy becomes not quite as sharp. Oh, really? That's kind of, don't you feel like the Baldwins are a bit like that? You got like the prime version <laughs> in Alec Baldwin, and then the other ones come out a bit.
1: Oh, I like the third one.
0: <laughs> Billy? No.
1: Yeah, that one.
0: I like all of them. <laughs> I like Alec Baldwin. Wait, what, what am I talking about here?
1: The Baldwins.
0: <laughs> What's
1: this got to do with it? Uh, they would have been good in this.
0: Oh, that's what I was going to say. There are some all references or, to this movie in pop culture these days. Uh huh. Movie Wally. Do you remember the. The thing Wall it e. looks like, yeah, it looks like Max, the thing that the captain of the ship deals with.
1: Oh, I fell asleep the one time I went to watch Wall E.
0: Oh, that's a great movie. I've heard. Oh, you'd love it.
1: I fell asleep in the nice beginning open montage thing. That's the thing. best part. I know, first, but I was There's really like no tired. dialogue for 30 minutes. It was great, but it's it was so soothing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went. It's a beautiful thing, yeah, man. Yeah, I need to watch it. But it's a good point in this day and age. I don't know if I could have the attention span. One thing that. That beginning, the beginning, the first half made me think of was this notion of...
1: The first 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. It is a short movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That was helpful, but yeah. maybe because I was missing a middle section. But we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. The first half of this movie made me think of the old mystery box. Have you heard of the mystery box? So There's this... Um, oh. It's become a bit of a phrase to speak to a style of storytelling... Made famous by J.J. J. Abrams in a TED Talk he gave a few years ago. Oh, hang
1: on. Yes, keep yeah, going. Yeah,
0: And so it's very much how he does things. Think lost. Think.
1: Have you told us about this on the show before? Potentially. Keep going. Not in
0: as much depth. I want to go into it in a, in a bit more detail yeah. because I'm, I'm watching intrigued. this thing and I'm like, J.J. J. Abrams definitely watched this as like a 15-year-old and was like, yes, 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 because it hits all his mystery box um, spots. So basically, the the mystery box is a is a phrase he came up with based literally on a mystery box. So he talks about how he spent a lot of time with his grandfather, and his grandfather was the one that gave him a Super Eight camera, which is like the big videotape cameras, and it would make movies, and they'll do all these things. And he would take him to this magic shop, and at this magic shop, he could get a mystery box, uh-huh. which was fifteen dollars, but in it would be fifty bucks worth of magic tricks. And his he bought one and he's never opened it because the idea of the mystery is more exciting than actually opening it. And so we started to think about... Oh, yeah, right. I'll let him explain it a little bit more.
2: We'd go to this magic store in New York City called Lieutenant's Magic. It was this great magic store. It's a crappy little uh, building in Midtown, but you'd be in the elevator. The elevator would open. There'd be this little small magic store. You'd be in the magic store, and it was just... It was a magical place. So one of the things that I bought at the magic store was this... (laughs) Tannen's Mystery Magic Box. The premise behind the Mystery Magic Box was the following. $15 buys you $50 worth of magic, which is a savings. <laughs> now, I bought this decades ago, and I'm not kidding. If you look at this, you'll see uh, it's never been opened. But I've had this forever. Now, I was looking at this. It was in my office, and it, as it always is, on the shelf, and I was thinking, why have I not opened this? And why have I kept it? Because I don't, I'm not a pack rat, I don't keep everything, but for some reason I haven't opened this box. So I thought, maybe there's something with this. I started thinking about it, and, like, and there was this giant question mark, I love the design for what it's worth of this thing, and uh, I started thinking, why haven't I opened it? And I realized that I haven't opened it because it represents something important. That it represents infinite possibility. It represents hope, it represents potential. And what I love about this box, and what I realized I sort of do in, in whatever it is that I do, is I, I find myself drawn to infinite possibility and that sense of potential. And I realize that mystery is the catalyst for imagination. Now, it's not the most groundbreaking idea, but when I started to think that maybe there are times when mystery is more important than knowledge. I started getting interested in this. And so I started thinking about loss and the stuff that we do, and I realized, oh my god, Like mystery boxes are everywhere in what I do. And how there's a fundamental question in TV, the first act is called the teaser. It's literally the teaser, it's the big question. So you're drawn into it, and then of course there's another question, and it goes on and on and on. I mean, look at like Star Wars, you got the droids, they meet the mysterious woman, who's that, we don't know. You get the
0: idea. And I think when you think of TV shows like Lost, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lost is. Big fucking mystery box. But (laughs) I think there's a good point in Lost too, which perhaps relates to this movie, is I think the longer you take to open the mystery box, the higher the expectations Uh get, right? So everyone hates the end of Lost because you keep this mystery box closed this whole time and then at the end it's just like, Were they all dead or something? I can't remember. Uh, I think
1: they're in purgatory, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, well, that's what we kind of thought before. Is Game of Thrones in this? uh, uh, Maybe, yeah, a little bit. Because you're kind of not really. Yeah, how do they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And so that's, I think, it's Catch 22, I think. If you're really, well, not necessarily Catch 22, but you've got to pay off big time. If you're going to maintain that mystery box that long, Mm. like last year, maybe that leads to the disappointment in Game of Thrones 2. And um, a lot of M Night Shyamalan movies. Some of them do it. M Night and Elf, Shyamalan. Yeah, Shyamalama Ding Dong. Yeah. Some of them do good. One do of good. them done <laughs> good. <laughs> One of them done good. Two of them done all right, I reckon. Who are they? Um, Unbreakable. It's pretty good. Oh yeah. And then um, and then the rest are just like, oh uh, okay. And you get, they, But you get so amped up, yeah. And like Signs was okay, but it's like that mystery box feeling, which is the feeling I had in the first half of this movie. I was like, oh. Yeah oh, Oh yeah. Okay. I hey, yeah, yeah. oh, now as a kid with a spaceship friend, like it wasn't the first half was fucking good. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like a different movies. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to say the second half was terrible. It was just like the second half is what I expected the movie to be, basically. yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was also quick. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was it was a lot of build up and then suddenly it was over. But I, do, I wouldn't want the beginning to be shorter. I think that was cool. Yeah. But it, just but it was kind, kind of missing a middle. The,
1: yeah. It rushed the spaceship bit.
0: Yeah. Well, is that a good segue into my uh, re-pitch situation? Yes. Because I don't have one cohesive concept. I've got a few suggestions that may or may not work together. Does it together. involve time travel? It does. So I'm getting
1: a <laughs> – I'm building a, a – Time machine? Hypothesis that you want to write a sci-fi – Time travel movie. You repitched every time we talk about uh, time travel. Oh yeah, you repitched. I did Terminator. I feel like there's a
0: third. Uh, I did Terminator three, technically. Yeah, but what what did I do? What else did I do that was time travel? Uh, this. I did um, Death Warrant.
1: Did that have time travel?
0: And my re-pitched it. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you mention it, he may have kicked at the speed of light, which time- would make him time cop. <laughs>
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a different movie. I haven't repitched it yet. But oh, I probably, you better repitch time I probably Cop. will.
1: But you can't repitch perfection. That's the problem. I know it's the
0: problem, right? So I don't, I know with Death War I've done these to varying degrees. With Death Warren and with Terminator 3, I, I pitched a whole movie basically. This one, I think I've just got a few suggestions.
1: You get a tweak to the o ring. It could be
0: more of like a, yeah, tweak to the, the old o ring. Do you know you Yeah. Okay. Sounds dirty. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And so I I think, like I said, I actually wouldn't fuck with the first half. Really, I want to keep up that steam. Yeah. It maybe it's (laughs) mystery box. Maybe it's something else. But it needs more in there. So here's here's a couple of ideas. They may be separate ideas. They may work together. First one. We know that Max puts all the stars maps in the in. David's head. Star Maps. Star Maps. Maps to celebrities' houses, I believe. <laughs> and um <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that's the re-pitch. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we get a minivan.
0: He's like, look, kid, I don't know where you live, but I know Tom Cruise's house is Tom's over
1: there. Bob Saget's house <laughs> over here.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's 86 as well. <laughs> Richard Grieco's <is> house. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> anyway, we know that Max loads his head up with maps he basically yep. becomes his gps his navigator as mm, it were mm-hmm. and in getting that back some of his humanity spills over into max's brain and mm-hmm. he turns into Wee herman mm. Mm. so what if in the process of doing this we know that david is a lonely boy we know that the only thing missing in the only thing david wants is a friend oh. he's not even friends with his little brother for fuck's sake His dog isn't fucking responding properly. He looks at a girl through a a telescope, which his father endorses. (laughs) Just close the door after you, kid. And um, he has no friends. And he kind of says that. I think he says to his dog something like, you you wouldn't understand. I just, yeah. What's Uh it all mean? He's a sad kid. He's a lonely kid. So one would think if Max is taking on what's in this kid's head, and forming his own personality off the back of it, he's got to take on some of that. He's got to want a friend too. Uh-huh. Right? So, what if. You know how Max insists that it would be too dangerous to take him back in time? What if he could all along, but he wanted a friend? Oh. He wanted a friend to travel universes with him to, to explore. And, you know, it's. Yes, it started out as an experiment, but now they're true friends. You know yeah. Now you could get quite sinister with that Could Dave find out at one point Yeah so I think where think you go with adventures, that adventures Dave it, Yeah exactly it could spin a few ways You could go a bit sinister with it With like a bit more like a Howl, howl vibe. Although Howl's more logical This is about him getting more emotional So it kind of means that Oh is Pal, pal. <laughs> Yeah so he could get quite like No you're locked in now Like taking him hostage almost right We're friends now yeah, you will take you will comfort me kind of shit. Navigate me. Navigate me. <laughs> Here's a separate idea. But maybe they can work together. So I I, I can't connect all the dots just yet, but maybe hey, it's a brainstorm. The star maps. It's a brainstorm. So Can I yes and you can yes and this. Second idea started off in my mind as an idea for a sequel, which depends on the time travel theory of this movie. But let's say David goes back in time as per the end of the movie. But what happens in eight years' time when he grows up? Is a childhood version of himself going to visit him? No. But what if it did? Oh, (laughs) yes, and... the opposite of yes, and... (laughs) (laughs) So it started there as like, oh, that would be a cool sequel idea, but what if...
1: And then they become friends? Is the friend?
0: Well, what I was going to say was, what if in this... If you could make this work in the one movie, what if... We get to the end of the movie, and he's attempting to go back in time, and he wakes up, and it's actually still 1986. He hasn't gone back to where he started. And he goes back to his family's house, but then there's a grown-up version of him there. So it actually did work, but it's like the cyclical the loop, the loop thing. Looper. And so he actually does just stay friends with Max, and they go exploring the universe. Yeah, why that could not? be kind of fun too. So what I'm shooting for there is a little bit more, a little bit more intrigue, Ooh. a little bit more like oh. Not yeah. just, oh yeah, they've they're they cruising around listening to the beach boys. Yeah, what would you call it? I think I'd still call it flight of the navigator.
1: Navigator is a pretty cool.
0: Word. Yeah, it's a pretty cool word. Flight. Yeah, cool word of not bad. Yeah, you got your all, the, <laughs> all the ingredients there. <laughs> yes, I think that could be. Yeah, I like it. Could is work. Little tweaks, little I, little. I, you know, I haven't solved it. I'm not claiming to to be uh, well. A Kleiser brother.
1: Well, could you be the third of brother to that? <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps.
0: I could be the Billy Baldwin to his Randy.
1: Well, I would say. Is there that a Randy
0: Baldwin? Seems like there should be. Well, how many Baldwins are there? <laughs> there's there's a few extra. Because I think one was in Sopranos for like two episodes. Because there's like a Daniel Baldwin or something. Is that Danny? And they look, the less famous they get, the less Baldwin y they look.
1: There's others. Is there, how many is there? I don't know. Oh, Stephen, William, Alec, Daniel.
0: Mm. Look, I
1: think it's good timing you've come up with this repitch because aren't they remaking this movie?
0: Yeah, apparently it's been in the works for a while and at various points I think J.J. Abrams' name himself has been attached. I think Colin Trevorrow as well. He did the Jurassic World movie, the first one. So maybe he's a reboot guy. Actually, J.J. Abrams is a reboot guy too. Yeah. Fuck, these guys just swinging around town, rebooting shit willy-nilly. They think they are.
1: Should we talk a little bit about our lead character here? Yeah. Joey Kramer.
0: Joey Kramer. Like we said, brilliant performance, I reckon. I thought so. He was. A, at first I was like, oh, fuck, he's a bit much. But then I was like, well, he should be. That's actually good. Good performance. Yeah. He's highly emotional. He's shooting for the stars. Yeah. It's about stars. Ah, maybe he flew a little too close to the sun. he had a rough time, is what I'm saying. He did. And he um, wanted to bang his mum. What? Isn't
1: that. I'm getting Icarus confused with yeah. Oedipus. Oh,
0: Oedipus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I always
1: get those. I get <laughs> my confused with the Icarus and the Ipitus. <laughs> this
0: is going to work great when you get older and more ethnic. Yeah. The, actually, on that note, when he does, when the time jump does happen and we're not totally sure what's happened yet and he sees his parents, they look horrible. Yeah. I thought like, oh, it's, it's zombie land or something. Like, yeah, I, they I,
1: dialed that up a bit they, too, too much. Too much, right? Because that was years. their real
0: age, I think. They, they made them look younger in the old one versus aging them up, which makes sense because that always looks horrible. Well,
1: I suppose. Oh, do you know what? <coughs> Very valid point I'm about to make if I do say so
0: myself.
1: <laughs> if your kid went missing and you never found them, yeah. They disappeared off the face of your earth. I dare say the eight years you age would be exponential to an average human's eight years.
0: Yeah, that's true. I thought that too. They're meant to look horrible because they've had a shit time. I think so. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. But they looked bad. Yeah. you. Yeah,
1: Man, Seymour, Seymour went for <laughs> 20 minutes. You'd be,
0: Seymour! <laughs> that's true. But, yes, I mean, so the actor – Joey Kramer, actor. actor, he's he's had a bit of a rough time. And look, we're not here to single him out. I, we just thought maybe this is a good opportunity to actually talk a little bit about this phenomena that is child stars having a shit time.
1: Yeah. Well, so there's so a lot we, of them. we touch on quickly? Can we talk about what it, what's him happened? specifically? Yeah. Do you want to run through it? Well,
0: there's a few pieces. There's possession of narcotics with intention of trafficking.
1: So how long? So he did a couple of other movies after this that. Looked quite small and then he kind of vanished, is that?
0: So he he did a few more movies, but then he got offered a TV show that was going to be like an eight-year contract or something, and he was about 14 at that point and was like, maybe I should just go to school, finish high school, see what happens after that. And I think it it was at that point that it all kind of fizzled. Uh, But then since then, I don't know what led to it, but he's had a shitty time. He seems like a really... Nice, nice human, human. He? yeah. Like fuck, I've been watching a few interviews, and he just seems really nice. Yeah, but that yeah. kind of um, demeanor where he's got some stories for sure. Uh-huh. But um, and he does. So yeah, he's been arrested a few times, um, drug related stuff. Um, so there's a connection to a bank robbery, something to do with a weapon. But that all sound that doesn't sound like the guy when you when you hear him interviewed. Well, he's a. a- Battled with heroin, globally, yeah, which probably brings out the probably worst. Probably just in- informed all that stuff, yeah, needing some cash and whatnot. Uh huh, yeah, poor guy. But yeah, there's a movie that someone is making, um, called Life After the Navigator, which is all about him now and his recovery and all that kind of stuff. And he seems like he's doing pretty well, so we're happy for the guy. But there's some something fucked up in Hollywood that this happens so consistently.
1: Yeah, have you heard about? The pedophile ring, and it's called like pizza. Oh,
0: but like I
1: can't see, I can't remember the details. Ben was telling me about it because the Coreys came out, yeah, and both said it's a fucking pandemic, yeah. Pretty much every kid is targeted, they groom you, yeah, massively, yeah. And they and they had names like uh, it was like a pizza service or something, it was some weird analogy with pizza or home delivery or
0: fucking... Corey has just released something with names in it. Corey Feldman. And yeah, Cory right. Corey Haymore fucking Died. already passed away because he had been battling. Like that shit would fuck you up. And even if that doesn't happen to you... So I was, I was looking into like why does it happen so often? And um, Mara Wilson, who is the who was once a little girl who played Matilda, wrote an article about... Why like she thinks it happens so much? The movie much. Matilda. Yeah, she played Matilda. She's oh, yeah. not talking specifically about sexual abuse, although that is one of them. She's talking about like why, how being a child suck and fuck people up so badly. So there's a few. First one is often the parents are real shit with the money and fuck up the kids' life. Yeah. So Jackie Coogan, are you familiar with Jackie Coogan? It's related
1: to Steve Coogan?
0: Potentially, but I don't know. Jackie Coogan was a child star way back in the day. I guess maybe one of the first child stars, and had earned four million dollars, which would be equivalent to about fifty million dollars today. And um, when Jackie turned twenty-one, to get the money because it goes into a trust fund and whatnot, found that his is it a he his parents had spent it all, all gone. He he took his parents to court, and I think he got like hundred grand or something. And since then, there is now a law called Coogan's Law. So it's there to protect the kid in that situation, but it it doesn't protect all of it. It's like 15% or something. Because that's still like Macaulay Culkin got fucked up that way. He's he's got money now and everything. He's fine. But I think he emancipated himself from his parents. I can't remember. We talked about that, didn't we? The other one that she talks about is being sort of being exposed to adult things really early. Yeah, Even simple things like she was saying she was in the movie – with Hugh Grant around the time she was like six years old or something, around the time he got arrested for the prostitute thing. Yeah. And reporters were asking her what she thought about it. She doesn't even know what a fucking prostitute is. So, like, that's a – What? That's just a light example. But if you think if you extrapolate that out, there's so much shit that you would see as a child that you should not be that's bonkers. part of. Yeah. So it just kind of fucks with your brain. The other one she says, which is a bit more obvious, I guess, but you get used to lots and lots of attention – uh-huh. Uh You you're really spoiled, yeah. and then you lose it. Yeah, so that really fucks yeah. with you. That was, which makes sense.
1: That was is my main. Yeah, because even regular
0: one. kids that are spoiled kind of turn into jerks, right? Yeah. So you times that by a million, <laughs> literally, and that kind of happens. Uh, but then, yeah, then of course there's sexual exploitation, all the way through to yeah, fucked up shit that happens to the quarries and others.
1: You just can't. Yeah, you grow up too fast.
0: Yeah. Well, the other one, she didn't talk about this, but someone said it and I couldn't find who it was. I just remember it always stuck with me because it was one of those ones that just sounded so on point. Someone said that you stay at the same level of maturity you had the, depending on the age where you became famous. If you're a child star, you may always just act like a child. Like Michael. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a bit of Justin Bieber in there and maybe that's why Steve Carell is such a gem. Because he yeah. became famous when he was a sensible old man. It's often like <clears throat> with
1: rich people as well. People who yeah got rich later.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes
1: a little bit more chill. True.
0: Well, another one she talks about, which I think is good, is the uh, not good, but a good point is um, you most kids get to rebel at some point, but if you're a famous kid, you if you rebel, you rebel
1: in front of everyone. The world,
0: yeah, and so then you got to pay it for can. it. Is, you don't really get the innocent, rebellious phase that other people get.
1: That's what we say about rugby league players when they're ah. caught on camera throwing faeces against the wall. And boys will be boys. That's
0: right. <laughs> God. <laughs> and then the other one, which makes sense too, is not knowing what else to do. That's all you've ever known, what other skill sets you have. All maybe, I know how
1: to do is to act.
0: <laughs> like maybe you didn't even finish school. So that all makes sense, but it's pretty fucked up. I but am, if you're an
1: actor, why don't you act like you finished school? Like goodwill hunting. Wait, he didn't. He was just really smart.
0: He was a smart. Do you reckon it's better for child stars now? Because I worry about the Stranger Things kids. I oh, think it's I so good. I
1: definitely weird. worry about Ricky think, Millie Bobby. Yeah. She's I, too grown up. How old is she? Like 10?
0: I don't know. But I, the way that the world obsesses Millie, Bobby over these Brown, kids, that's the one.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. It's creepy. I it's actually so feel creepy. like a I feel concerned. Because- Uncle,
0: it's like Britney Spears. At one point, the, the tide's going to turn on them and say, "Oh, they're so annoying. They're everywhere." It's like you did this. Yes, <laughs> they didn't do it. They're just kids, man. I can't stand that shit. I can't stand it.
1: Millie Bobby Brown is sixteen.
0: I met Millie Bobby Brown. Was she like what?
1: Yeah, you told, you told me this, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, the on we the, Gold the Coast. film set.
0: Yeah, she's filming Jira. Did you
1: say, don't grow up, it's a trap?
0: <laughs> I said, don't you listen to nobody. Yeah. You get out there and you give 110%. Yeah. I don't know, she, she was talking very pr because we were visitors. Just like, thank you for coming, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we're having a good time over here. Now back to it. Yay. Yeah. Being a child star's, the bee's knees. Number one. Yeah. But I do worry about them because we're, we're all fucking idiots with this shit. We get obsessed and then we turn on them and they were like, "Fuck you, your Pretty Spears is crazy. Check set that them shit alight. out." Yeah, or oh. like we all love someone and then we all hate someone.
1: We pour the petrol of love on them and then we set them
0: alight. Oh, poetic. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh. I got no conclusion for this. We can't mm. solve this one, Greg. <laughs> I mean, no. we solve all kinds of things. We solve racism and sexism on this podcast. We've solved many things. <laughs> solved world pos- poverty. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. Solved late-night podcasting. It's a bit shit, isn't it? Poor guy. But he's doing well now, so we're happy for him. He looked... Friend of the show.
1: He did look a little drained. He did. Um, He'd had some hard years, obviously. Now, the lady that wrote... uh, Have you got her name? The lady that uh, wrote... Sorry, that was directing the, the, life, after, the life after. No, doco?
0: I don't have it in front of me. It was on Vimeo, wasn't it? Yeah, Man, I can't find it either.
1: But she's also done one because this is a, I think the the post celebrity crash, um, you know, fall from grace type, yeah, end of an era type, no longer famous type scenario isn't exclusive for children. Yeah, she's done another one on the Flash.
0: The Flash, Flash Gordon.
1: Flash Gordon. Uh. Uh, Lisa Downs is her name, and she's done, also done one of these about uh, Life After Flash Gordon. Uh-huh.
0: What or did he have a cameo after, in? Life After Flash.
1: He had a cameo in Ted. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and he talks about his life um, you know, after being the man of Hollywood for mm-hmm. a you know, period. Damn. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker, you mentioned briefly she wasn't doesn't remember doing this movie. Yeah, so. she
0: has shows very little interest, doesn't oh, she? Oh, so I read this. I think she'd even fake it at least. Like, it's her
1: first movie. Like who cares? So someone,
0: yeah. Is she, she, is, like, is she overtly, like this kind of person? Or I don't know. Is that her bit? Sorry, I could
1: yeah, see her me. being a bit of a bitch perhaps based on this comment. This is a quote after being asked what drew her to Flight of the Navigator. What drew me to Flight of the are you seriously asking me what drew me to fly the Navigator? It was a part, like literally, I just got the part. I went it and I did it. That's what I did for most of my career. Nothing drew me to it. I can't, it, it was a job. That's exactly a paycheck. That's exactly what drew me to it. Jeez. Like,
0: it's so weird because Sorry a.
1: Sorry for asking a question.
0: Like, what an asshole response. Now, I don't know the full context, but I got to imagine this is an interview. Where they're talking about her career, so is that going to be her answer to every question about her role? That's a and b. This is her first role, so why couldn't she like? Why wouldn't you be a little bit sentimental about it? It's odd. I mean, I can't tell her what to think, but fuck, wouldn't you be a little have some kind of attachment? You know how people get weird with that shit though. There was um, there was who's the Aussie chick that was on Home and Away, and she's sort of she's on and off these days, famous in the US. Way to narrow it (laughs) down. It's pretty much any friends of the show. Who was a girl on Home and in the away? US? The thirty percent. Any famous Aussie actors all were on Home and Away or Neighbours.
1: Um, oh, it, uh, is it the one in Transformers? No. What happened to her, Isabel? A good point.
0: No, she's one of the earlier ones. What the fuck was she in anyway? Bobby. She, she no, not Bobby. Bobby Fisher. Fisher. No, um,
1: Pepper. <laughs> Kate <laughs> Ritchie. Does Breakfast Radio.
0: Yeah, she's doing well. Good for her. She's going to get us a book of records for playing the same role the longest or something. Is <laughs> she? Yeah. Sally. Sally. And you would have thought, what else can she do? She can do it all. She's a radio host now. My point is, this person got asked on, I don't know, the Today Show or whatever about Home and Away, and she's like, stop. I don't want to answer that question. So maybe some people just get weird about, I don't know, embarrassed or something? What are you talking something? about? George. No, George. Oh, yeah. What's her name?
1: Uh, she played Angel.
0: Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Her, um, she did. Crack Melissa the sh- George. Melissa George. Uh, she cracked the shits. Didn't yeah, she? yeah. She lost it, like and an it, irrational response. But, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's a it thing in your career. You just get cuts. like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I saw that. It was uncomfortable to watch. And then she later apologized. I think.
0: Yeah. I man, I could. If I, I, I was ever famous, I you. would do dumb shit like that all the time. Yeah, I overreact. Yeah, bite people's yeah. head off. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do it on a daily basis. So. <laughs> Again, you can't rebel. So, you can't do so your-
1: lucky this podcast hasn't <laughs> gone blown up, man. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, lucky. So man.
0: lucky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I heard a good one today about a, uh, a news anchor here in Australia who a friend at work knew. Oh, uh, yeah? was uh, was saying uh, through their mutual friends they went out for lunch or something, this person was wearing like a baseball cap, like pulled quite down with glasses and stuff, and was like, oh, it's paps everywhere. And they're like, it's
0: not really <laughs> It's just a uh, uzanka kind of like chill. That's what you do when you leave the podcast studio, right? I do. I have yeah. to you sign a few. They park out here. Sign some there. merch. That's your name, Kevin. What's your name, kid? What's your name, You like roller skating? Yeah, sure. Everybody likes roller skating. <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, oh, one final point I got. It's not a huge one, but it's worth calling out. Ah, uh, the music. Ah oh, that score. was gonna be my
2: favorite ah, part of ah, that ah.
0: Alan Silvestri. Silvestri He's done a lot. He's done He's a, a hell of a lot. He's Hollywood done a lot of the Zemeckis. He's done a lot of the pictures back uh-huh. to the future. who <laughs> Ro- framed Roger Rabbit? And then, yeah, there's other interesting flavors in there. Predator. Mac and me. Oh, yes. (laughs) Super Mario Brothers. I'm kind of interested in doing that scene.
1: The Avengers series, including Endgame.
0: Oh, did he do those? Yeah, ah. He's He's relevant. one of those interesting ones where he's done, uh, I've got to say, almost every movie that's ever come out. But he hasn't – he's been nominated for Oscars once or twice but hasn't won anything. Yeah, right. But you think he's got a – he innovated in this one too. This was one of the first digital synthesizers, uh-huh. um, perhaps the first use in a film score, and a, a bit of a change of pace from what he usually does because often it's very orchestral. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's – Done it all. It's great.
1: It's good. And yeah, it's very synthy. It's heavy on the synth, mm. easy on the ear. And I like the little Beach Boy jam that they threw in there as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, that reminds me. I, there's something to a loose end that could be tied up with a tighter re pitch than I was able to crack, which is why is everything built perfectly to his size. So maybe he always was supposed to be The Navigator. Whoa. You know, there could be something there. But it feels like the kind of movie where you could have a sequel where some of that stuff could retroactively make sense, which could be cool. Yeah.
1: Well, there oh, is talk yeah. of a, well, a remake, yeah. Actually, right? Actually, good
0: point. That's what I was thinking. If they do a remake, they should if make it a listened. sequel. They should make it a sequel, not a remake. I reckon yeah. that would be cool.
1: What happens in eight years, does that, yeah, that turn kind of
0: turn Yeah, exactly. I reckon that's better. Don't remake it.
1: And then it's Predator...
0: Yeah, connected universes.
2: Actually, Max some comes. Of the, I'm some sorry. Of the predator ships look like I picked
1: that. up this guy for yeah, they accidentally a whole group of things that he picked oh, up from other planets get dropped out. Oh, that
0: oh, Max is a scouting uh vessel for the Predator race for an
1: intergalactic tournament.
0: When did Predator come in? And
1: it's Van Damme,
0: yeah, Van and when he was Predator, sport,
1: intergalactic blood sport. He was Predator. When Full circle. Was more of an
0: man. Oh man, every, the world's colliding. Yeah, are you feeling this? <laughs> are we doing this? This is what happens
1: <laughs> when we part on a Thursday night.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we've said the verdict, but fuck. Let's get to the verdict then.
1: I don't know what to say, really.
2: I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like answer to answer the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. Nothing further,
1: Your Honor. And that's all I had to say about that. There's um, some fun bits. Um, there's an interesting start. <laughs> enjoyed the score. I enjoyed the beachboard. The, the 80s motif was a delight. That definitely helped, yeah. Um, but, look, I think overall... I won't be watching this one again. And it wasn't a big one for me. So I'm going to respect David's wishes and leave it in the past.
0: Oh, all the way back to 78. Yeah. You make a good point on whether I would rewatch it again. Again. Would I rewatch it again? Probably not. But would I recommend others to rewatch it again? I'm going to say yes. And I think the first half is so good that it's worth it, in my opinion. Especially if you don't really remember what it's about, although we kind of just gave it all away. But or did we? I think it's up there with like some of the best sci-fi mystery box things. Like it's genuinely lean-forward shit. I was into it, so just because of that, I've got to give it a pass. But we're not we're not talking like all-time classic here. This is more like if you're like us and you think you've probably seen it, I would go and rewatch it. And and enjoy that first half at the very least. And the rest of it's still enjoyable. It just becomes much lighter entertainment Mm. in the second half. So I'm gonna say a rewatch. All right. We need to uh, Oh
1: big it's a big week next week. It is a big week. Campaign two thousand update. Yeah. Here
0: we go. Campaign two thousand brought to you by Sauce.
1: We've we've paid our way into Van Damme's heart. Yeah. And mind. He's coming to Sydney next week, he's doing a talk. We've mm. bought uh, we've bought tickets that give us we didn't buy there's a full Bang ticket. So what like,
0: does he talk about? Fucking big legs and karate. Is it like <laughs> I can do the Swiss because of my big legs? I assume he won't be long. I was thinking it could be a one man show like no, isn't it? It like in Billy India. Crystal's five hundred Sundays or whatever. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be like that. You know, my dad always loved baseball.
1: <laughs> he's he's going to be on stage with yeah. an interviewer. He's going to bring up
0: Bolo I young? assume
1: it'll be Alan Parkinson.
0: Oh. It won't be Alan Parkinson. He's dead. Is he? He might be. Might be. Yeah. I'd
1: be sad. Yeah. Um, But uh, he will come out. So there was $1,200 tickets you could buy and you got to hang out with him, like a group of people, I don't know, for an hour before the show. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Fuck, that's tempting, but nah. Twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a lot of money.
1: And then we got three hundred buck ones, which means we get a meet and greet. In yeah. Quotes, but we we reckon we'll just, unsure. We talk. might just get a very quick photo op and then get ushered out there by hide goons.
0: <laughs> hide goons. Yeah, I mean, so if we get the opportunity to ask questions, we we're gonna. So if there's anything any burning questions you have for the big man. Let us know. We'll see what we can do. Anything, any poses you want us to pull? Yeah. Um, a photo. Keeping in mind I can't do many. Greg can do most. I can no longer do most. Oh. Uh, you can do splits after you, a few beers. I need to be pretty drunk to do splits. <laughs> and it's
1: only a front split. This is the easy one. I can't uh, do a side right. split.
0: Yeah. This yeah. It's hard one. <laughs> But we're pretty fucking excited by this. Yeah, we're gonna have, um, we'll are gonna. we have to have some beers beforehand. Yeah, we're trying not to get our hopes up in terms Which, of yeah. completing our campaign 2000 ambition. But if we get the opportunity, we're going to try and tell them about the podcast at the very least. Confusion will ensue, I'm sure. The fact that it's called Double Impact, but it's not just about Double Impact. But, you know. It's mostly about you. <laughs> 10% of the Give time. Give us your phone. I'll subscribe for you. 10% of the time, it's every time about you. Um, <laughs> you'll probably follow with that anyway um, is that it for another week I yeah, think it is I want to go home yeah I'm home but I want to a- not go. like eight years ago just now <laughs> it's too dangerous yeah your squishy I human might, I mightn't handle
1: yeah David can handle I can handle
0: alright well hey if you haven't already leave us a review We'd, we enjoy that hit us up on Instagram Double Impact Podcast um, and we'll see you right around yes <laughs> another podcast. another podcast,